Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Wolfpacker Show. My name is Ethan McDowell. I'm your host, and I am joined, as I always am, by Noah Fleischman. Today, we're going to talk everything to do with NC State's win over Miami, a 20-6 victory at Carter-Finley Stadium in primetime on the ACC Network. Um, NC State's second consecutive ACC win after beating Clemson next week, and the Wolfpack is starting to roll a little bit. So we're going to dive into everything to do with that matchup. But first, a quick housekeeping note. Um, Noah and I are both writers for thewolfpacker.com. That is NC State's site on the On3 network. Go check it out right now for um, premium access to our message board, premium scoops, um, recruiting team, anything to do with NC State football and men's and women's basketball, which is about to get started up soon. Um, go check it out. It's only $1 for that premium access. So go join an awesome community of NC State fans on our message board and uh, check out all of our premium content over there. It's at thewolfpacker.com. All right, Noah. So like I said, 20 to 6. NC State holds its uh, the Hurricanes without a touchdown. They hold them without a point from like the first possession of the second quarter on just an incredible defensive performance for NC state. The offense did enough trying out a bunch of weird stuff that um, some of it worked really well. So Noah, before we dive into the like nitty gritty details here, just what are your just overall big picture impressions of um, NC state's win? I think it's it's it shows this team's resolve, their ability to to evolve. This offense is evolving. It's not pretty at all. I mean, you look at the numbers from this game. As you say, it's outgained again. This one not as bad as the Clemson game last week. They got 231 yards to Miami's 292, so not that bad. Not as you know as bad, but you know they first downs Miami at 19, and she at 12. But creativity helped. The offense hit a lull to start the second half. Three straight three and outs. Then all of a sudden, two scoring drives to end the game, 10 points in the fourth quarter, wins, wins by 14. Take that 10 times out of 10. Things happened. We saw a new wrinkle. I'm going to call it say right now. We, we In our board predictions before the game, you asked the leading rusher. I took a shot. I said Brennan Armstrong. Well, Brennan Armstrong was leading rusher. So, you know what? I think you know I might be able to see into the future a little bit. He had eight carries, 51 yards, 15-yard run on that touchdown drive. Got hit after the play, or horse collar tackle on the tackle. At another 15, 30-yard swing there by Brandon Armstrong. Helped them get down and score a touchdown. Pretty big, you know, play in the game. But overall, not a pretty offensive game. Did enough to win. The defense, you can't say you know, much about this defense. It's, it's one of the best, I think, that we've seen. It's the reason why NC State is 6-3, and bowl eligible, and – you know, at the end of the day, defense wins championships. And, and, and you know, NC State's defense is showing that they can kind of carry this team a little bit. When the offense kind of hits a lull, the defense is there to pick them up. You know, Noah, on my way to the stadium, I was thinking about it. And um, I think about last season very fondly, despite um, what I 
I'm sure some NC State fans view as a disappointment that eight and five year last year um, because it was my first year on the beat. It was my first time around this program. And um, for so many of those games, it just worked out on the schedule that um, it was always a prime time, you know, ACC network, 8 p.m. kickoff. They played a lot of those last year. And I was on my way to this to the game and I, I was just like, man, it's just it feels like last year again. And then that game. Holy crap, it felt like last year. that de- The defense played just lights out football and, um, you know, forced four turnovers and, and gave, you know, the offense the opportunities to make a few big plays, mount a huge drive, and um, pull away eventually from, um, from the Hurricanes. Uh, it, it was a really impressive performance on de- defense. Uh, I mean, what more can you say about Peyton Wilson? He had 16 tackles. Um Jalen Scott, I thought it was his best game of the season. He had an outstanding game. And, um, you, you know, they this was the ACC's third leading scoring offense coming into this matchup, right? And, um, and they scored six points. That's obviously a season low for them. Um, offensively, I mean, the, the passing offense was not really working as much as I'm sure they wanted it to, which was a little surprising because that was probably Miami's weakness coming into today. But, you know... They got the rushing game going a little bit at times, um, and that was thanks to Brennan Armstrong, who, man, you know, six-year senior, comes in as the starting quarterback. After he got benched, he could have thrown in the towel. And I think he, he deserves so much praise, so much respect from us, from the coaches, from the Wolfpack fans, for putting his head down, embracing his team, embracing his new role, and playing a really, really impressive game. And Noah, they had him in the backfield with MJ. They would have him split out as a tight end. They'd have him as a running that at taking direct snaps. It, he was doing everything. He Robert and I had a like just really cool package for him. And um, it's clear. I mean, he, he's it's he's enjoying it. I mean, there was one play where um MJ Moore scrambled and um took a huge shot on the sideline as he was finding for a first down, and then um. Just a few play, plays later, later in the game, Brennan Armstrong scrambles. A Miami defender tries to hit him as he's headed towards the sideline. <laughs> Brennan Armstrong lowers the shoulder and delivers a massive hit. It's just It shows how well those two signal callers can complement each other, right? And um, it seems like last night, Robert and I figured out how we can work both of those quarterbacks into the game plan where you're taking advantage of MJ's dynamic arm, um, dynamic uh, poise in the pocket, ability to evade pressure and, um, you know, deliver throws downfield that that's still there. That was still a big part of, um, of the game, despite, you know, only 123 passing yards. He still made a couple really important plays in this game. But um, then you have Armstrong coming in there to make a, a few, you know, monumental, huge um, runs on the ground as well. So, you know, that, that, that was really cool to see out of, um, out of the team there. Uh Noah, before we um, kind of get into our keys of the game, um, we have to talk about Dave Doran. He is now the all-time winningest coach in NC State history. This was win number 78 for him, win number 101 as a head coach over his um, two stops at um, NC State and Northern Illinois. And um, he surpassed Earl Edwards, um, you know, one of the coaching legends with the Wolfpack. And um, now he's you know firmly etched in the Wolfpack history. And it was cool listening to him after the game because I think what in-state fans have all known, like earlier in his tenure, other teams were trying to hire him away, right? And, um, you know, 
he was he listened to those job opportunities, but he decided to come back. And when he did, he talked to the team and said, I want to become NC State's all-time winningest coach. That's why I'm staying, and, and that's why I'm staying for the foreseeable future. And he got there. And he he got there, and we've written about it extensively. We've talked about it on this podcast. He he did it by just sticking to like the identity identity that got him there. That, that that's just really cool. I think that that's what makes this program pretty special. I think even when it's frustrating, even when it you know there's a twenty four to three defeat to Duke mixed in there, there's going to be back to back wins over Clemson and Miami as well. It it was just an impressive performance. Um, you know, Noah, just any impressions that you had from, um, you know, how this season has gone for Coach Doran, um, ha- the emotions after the game, just um, any thoughts on Dave Doran becoming, um, you know, potentially like one of the greatest coaches in program history? It's it's kind of, you know, what, what he is, what he preaches. I mean, this is a team that, you know, it had really high expectations at the beginning of the year, right? They, they haven't really gotten to that point yet. They're still six and three. They've won back-to-back games, as you said, over Clemson, Miami. Miami was the only team in the ACC Dave Dorton hadn't beaten yet. So now, and until next year, at least, you know, when, when SMU, Cal, and Stanford, and then he's got three more teams to add to that list. But I think, you know, this is just says what he is, what he's about. His team you know, kind of rallies around him. He, they, you know, we've, we've heard from players all week, you know, talking about how he's always there hyping them up, and they feed off of his energy. And I think that last night's game just shows, you know, what kind of energy he really brings to this team. The team shows on the field, and then they fight, you know, just like he fights. Um, so, yes, they're not hitting their expectations of, you know, being that that probably, you know, people thought they could be a double-digit win team. It's still definitely – still technically capable of happening. Um, but, you know, they had, a, you know, a couple games where it didn't go their way. Louisville and Duke are probably the two biggest ones, and, and Notre Dame as well on um, their three losses. So, overall – Impressive win though, twenty to six. Not allowed a touchdown for the first time against an ACC opponent since twenty eleven. So they're just putting out there it was a, a game over North Carolina. They won thirteen nothing. So first time in Dave Doran's career, it, he's held the ACC team off the scoreboard uh, at least out of the end zone because they, they scored six points. But um, yeah, you know I think Dave Doran is definitely has a case to be one of the best coaches in NC State history. Um, he's maybe the most consistent coach in NC State history. If you look at his record, he only has two seasons where they haven't where they've had less than seven wins. This year they're on track to get above seven wins again. So and he makes a lot of bulls and things like that. I know people want the ACC title and I think he's capable of winning one. Um but I it just maybe this year's not the year. I mean you probably people are probably tired of hearing that every year, but I definitely think he's he's a talented enough coach and a smart enough coach to, to get them into an ACC title game. And and the way they're playing right now, you never know. We could talk about it. There's technically a chance. But uh I, I definitely think he's before he his time in Raleigh is over, he'll uh, have an ACC title game appearance. Yeah, I think it's just important to stress not to take him for granted. I think there are 50 schools in the country right now that would love to have the past 11 seasons that Dave Dorn has had in Raleigh. It is a consistent product of successful football with a football, with a brand that closely matches the university, right? That hard, tough together mentality matches what I can tell what NC States are look is looking for in its football team. Right? Like, like Dorn says, like, you know, 
the quote he always shares and says like the wolf pack's not for soft people. Right. And um, that's the culture he's built here. And um, I think this season they've shown they're not soft. You know how easy it would be to throw in the towel, losing the Duke by 21 points and then going into a bye week. Many teams would have called it a season. NC state didn't, they turned their season around. It was a massive turning point that bye week. And it is a testament to the coaches, it is a testament to the players, and it is a testament to the culture of the program that they were able to rally all together and produce, you know, a couple of elite performances on defense and an offense that is continuing to evolve, like you said, and um, round into what they want it to be. Speaking of turning points, uh, every week we like to give our turning point for the game a moment, a play, a, um, a drive where – NC State turned it around, swung the momentum in their favor, or um, vice versa. In this case, there's quite a few, honestly. There's a lot of good moments. There was This was a game of some big plays with those four, four turnovers, a few explosive passing plays. But um, Noah, look, looking through the game, looking through all the um, you know exciting moments from this matchup, what would you pick as the turning point for NC State's win over Miami? You're definitely right that there's a ton of different moments. This game was full of swings back and forth. It was basically who was going to stay on their feet at the end of the game, right? Who's going to get off the the mat of the the boxing ring and stand back up and throw a last punch? And that was NC State. Um, You know, I think when you look at turning point in the game, I'll take the the obvious one, which is the 97-yard drive in the fourth quarter. The offense had gone three and out on its previous three drives for a combined five yards of offense to open the second half. Five. They turn around and come out with an eight-play, 97-yard drive. Had a little help on a, on a 15-yard penalty, but they take that. that Absolutely. It's, it's football. And I think it's the biggest turning point. They, they go up, you know, score a touchdown. Because at the time, it was 10-6. One-score game. Mm-hmm. Anybody's game. Put the touch on the board, 17-6, and then next drive – a field goal on a, at the goal line. So I think that was the biggest, you know, turning point for NC State. I think once they scored that touchdown, one of us looked at each other and goes, NC State's going to win this game. And, and that's what happened. Yeah, for that entire third quarter, it felt eerily similar to the Louisville game, in my opinion, where it felt like, oh, man, like the defense, it's it's doing it again. It is just playing out of its mind. But um, NC State's offense couldn't get anything going. And um, Miami was starting to knock on the door, right? They missed a field goal in in that quarter. And, um, you know, they, they were starting to get a little bit of momentum going. So they drive all the way down to NC State's three-yard line. They're facing fourth and goal. And this is my turning point where um, Shaheen Battle comes up, delivers a great hit, stuffs Miami in the middle of what is Shaheem's might be his best game of the season. He played a fantastic game both cornerbacks too Aiden White deserves a lot of credit for his interception and the job he did um covering Miami's receivers as well but um man what a stop what a stand I don't think you can really disagree with Miami's decision to go for it there they were cooking on that drive they had some good momentum but man that that was off absolutely the turning point of of the game for me and um you know obviously it turned into what is basically a 14 point swing when you tack on that um, touchdown as well. And um, this is not a turning point, but I wanted to mention it 
is um, against pocket passers this season, the defense is reliably just absolutely frazzling opposing quarterbacks. And these are talented guys. Jack Plummer, Tyler Van Dyke this season, man. Like they're um, – the NC State has done a great job keeping them off script. And um, getting pressure against good offensive lines and doing so um, in creative ways. They had seven quarterback hurries against Miami. That's significant. Um, Davin Van, despite going against a really good offensive line, one of, one of the best pass-protecting offensive lines in the ACC. He had three quarterback hurries on his own. Um, yeah, if, if you're wondering, he's an all-ACC player. I don't care about the stats, by the way. Um, he is an all-ACC defensive lineman. Um, he better get a, um, a spot on there as well. Um, so just, you know, hats off to the defense, keeping Tyler Van Dyke off script. Um, you know, he ended up 21 for 38, um, zero touchdowns, three interceptions. So really, really nice job by the defense there. All right. We're going to come back with some game balls, recognize some of our players of the game. Cause there's again, a lot of options for that. But first I want to recognize our sponsor game time. Game time is a ticket buying and selling marketplace. Whether you're looking for tickets to the next NC State game or you're looking for concert tickets, um, tickets to a Canes game, anything you could possibly want, the GameTime app has it, and it has it with good deals on on the app, or you can go check it out at GameTime.co. It's not .com. That's GameTime.co. And um, I have the app. I use the app. And um, my favorite thing about it is when you log on, and you look at, say, I have the UNC-NC State game pulled up on my phone right now, and I'll hold it up for those watching on YouTube. As you can see, the exact view that you'd be looking at from your seat um, takes a step out of the ticket-buying process. I really appreciate that, and um, it just makes it you know easy-to-use um, interface that I appreciate. Um, right now, the cheapest game to the uh, UNC-NC State Senior Day game is $95. <laughs> Those tickets dropped a little bit last week. Now the prices are climbing back up. So go check it out. Not not many tickets available for this one. So um, g- go check it out on the GameTime app. And if you do, use code WOLFPACK. That's all caps WOLFPACK. And you'll get $20 off your first purchase. So a cool deal to go along with it. Um, yeah, go check it out. It's GameTime, GameTime.co on your web browser. Or just download the GameTime app on any app marketplace. All right, Noah, it's game ball time. You know, something that stood out to me about this game is earlier in the year when we were doing, we've been doing game balls, it was a pretty consistent cast of characters, right? It, it, it was a, um, there were three or four guys that were consistently making the majority of the plays for NC State. And that was both a good thing. You have, maybe the best freshman in the country in Kevin Concepcion. You have the best linebacker in the ACC, maybe the best defensive player in the country in Peyton Wilson, right? That's great. And it's, it's they've been so good. They've been elite. The nice thing is against Miami, they still played great games, but the whole team stepped up around them. The whole team. This was a collective win. It was a very impressive collective win. So there's a ton of fun options for game balls um, that m- gives us an opportunity to recognize players we haven't maybe talked about this season. So, Noah, who's um, your first game ball? Who's the first player you want to talk a little bit about? 
Yeah, give it to Brandon Armstrong. Um, he's a guy. He's he's stuck around. He this is you know you talk about the team could have thrown the towel in. He could have thrown the towel in after five games in. You know when when Coach Dorn sits and down and says, "Hey, it's MJ Morris's time to start." Instead, he does the opposite. He sticks around. He he's a good teammate. He helps MJ becomes a runner. This is the first game we've seen him be really successful as a running quarterback. Like that is you know he ran well when he was a starter, but like the first time they come they put him into the package, you're like most likely he's taking the ball and going. We talked about what he did, 51 yards on eight carries. I think that deserves a game ball, not only for his performance, but just for, you know, everything he's gone through in the past, you know, month or so. And and I thought it was cool, you know, Dave Dorn talked about after the game. And State fans cheered for him when he had that big run. And, and I think that was that was something the players really noticed because they also noticed when he was booed against Marshall for coming in the game and not doing, you know, you know, the play just didn't go successfully. So he's bounced back, I think. He, they're setting up something really big for him with this package. He hasn't thrown the ball yet, and it's going to come. This is a guy who's too good of a, an arm to not throw the football. So I think in one of these games, don't know when. There's three games left, Wake, Virginia Tech, and North Carolina. He's going he's gonna to come in, pretend like he's running, and, and someone's going to be open downfield. It's going to be an explosive play, and it's going to be something that's going to be fun to watch. I, I think that you know you can't not expect that to come at some point um i think they're just waiting for the right time and, and putting film out there saying hey he's just gonna run the ball and that's it and then you know be able to just do a little jump pass or take a shot downfield i was really impressed with him i was really impressed with um the offensive line too i thought they cleared some lanes for him run blocking wise um and then you know armstrong did a good job following those blocks picking up some tough yards i i, I thought um just overall those packages worked really well well executed considering um, I bet they've only been practicing them for a few weeks at this point. So, you know, hats off to the defense there. I mean, the offensive line there and a really impressive game. Um, I'm sticking with the offense for my first game ball. I want to recognize Kendrick Raphael. First career touchdown. That's awesome. Good for him. Um, That is 31 yard run. He's the touchdown. He pinballed off like a Miami defender. You know, uh, in, you know it, Miami's defense. That's a tough tackling team, but um, they they couldn't bring him down. Um, again, the offensive line, um, just really good blocking downfield. Um, Pinnix at the line of scrimmage just absolutely just sealed off a Miami defender, sprung the run, and then lo- the lineman got downfield, created um, you know, space for Kendrick to do his thing, and um, you know, he's a Florida kid. Miami did not offer him coming out of high school. Yeah, that was a mistake because he just um, helped put away the game against the Hurricanes. Um, so shout out to Kendrick, um, you know, continuing to emerge into a bigger role in this offense. And um, it seems like a start of a really promising career for the um, former four-star running back. Um, and then my second game ball, I'm just going to stay in the Wolfpack backfield. I'm going to give it to Jordan Poole because, um, you know, the guy was playing linebacker a month ago. <laughs> I mean, he's, um, you know, former electric high school running back, put up huge numbers and, um, you know, approached the staff about making the position change and switched to running back a few weeks ago. And um, he's been practicing really well. I played some blocking snaps against um, against Clemson, played well. Um, and I asked Coach Doran about him this week. And I was like, hey, just, hey how is he, you know, continuing to embrace that role? And um, Coach Doran pulled a fast one on me. Telling me that um, you know, he's been doing good. 
but um, you don't he didn't didn't know if it, you'd see it in the game plan this week. Turns out they had a play drawn up for number thirty three. They um, got him out in the flat for a passing play, and he found the end zone. His first offensive touch of his Wolfpack career goes for a score, and um, you know just super happy for him. Um, and kind of wondering like maybe this could just be a permanent switch. Maybe he could just be like that that fullback you know, type of role because he, he played really well. I thought I was impressed by him against, um, against Miami again. And I think he adds something significant to this offense that, um, you know, that kind of wasn't there before. So that he, the two running backs get my two game balls. Um, but Noah, do you have another one you'd like to give out? I do. You stay on the offensive side. I'll stay on the defensive side. Well, or I guess I took a, Offensive play. But you know what? To the defensive side of the ball, we go. And it was a linebacker that played well. But it's not named Peyton Wells. Jalen Scott may have had the most underrated game in this yeah. game. Nine tackles, a pass breakup, on, and a quarterback hurry. And on this pass breakup, where we were watching live, he had a free run right at Tyler Van Dyke off the edge. Instead, he literally sat there, contained him, didn't let him run. Van Dyke stared at the receiver down that was right behind Jalen Scott. All he did, jumped up in the air, batted it down, and he read the play perfectly. Yep. He's played really well. You know, his career is coming to an end, you know, in three games or four games, however many games are left in the season for NC State. And he's playing really, really well right now um, and playing well right next to arguably the best linebacker in the country, which is, you know, probably a little intimidating task to, to do, to play against someone who's playing at that high of a level to try to match it. And, and he did, you know, I think his best impression of Peyton Wilson last night with nine tackles, you know, second on the team. So give it to Jalen Scott. He definitely deserves, you know, some recognition um, just for that. And, you know, he reflected on his career this week and, and did a lot. So I think, you know, he's a guy who's playing well and is going to need to keep playing well. I think for this NC state defense in these last three, four, five games, five games, Ethan, five games. It could happen. I, I almost gave a game ball to Scott too. I thought it was his best game of the season. Um, what impressed me was like Miami's running backs are very talented. Um, Mark Fletcher Jr. is a really good player. He's going to be, it might already be an elite running back in the ACC, but um, he, they would bounce outside a couple times and it would be a situation where it was Dalen Scott there to stop them for a, you know, two to three yard game. Or if they broke that tackle, they were going for a first down pretty much. And Scott reliably made that play. It was huge. That was a play that um, Interstate really needed to make in this game. And Scott came up time and time again. So shout out to him. Shout out to the senior for, um, you know, in his second to last home game, really, really showing up big time. Um, Before we move on, I want to give one more honorable mention to um, Brandon Cisse, got his first career interception on the last play of the game. Um, you know, we've talked about him a little bit recently, and I've written some about just his consistent improvement. He's just making a lot of really positive step forward, steps forward right now, um, and I think he's going to be a really, really good player for NC State, um, you know, down the road, I think, when, you know, Shaheen Battle and Aiden Wyatt are um, moved on to the professional ranks whenever they choose to do so, I think um, – Brandon Cisse will be able to slot right in there and be a really, really good player. And he already is right now in the time package. He's playing at a really high level. All right. So, no, you've mentioned it a few times, but there are three games 
left in the regular season. Next up, we've got Wake Forest. Um, Noah and I will be hitting the road for Winston-Salem on Saturday. 2 p.m. kickoff on every NC State fan's favorite, the CW Network. NC State is 3-0 on the CW Network so far this season. Um, so now you have to take a look and be like, all right, Wake Forest coming off a loss to Duke where Duke had their third-string true freshman quarterback. Wake Forest in a really down year by their standard right now. It's also at Wake Forest. That is a house of horrors for NC State. That is a tough place to play for NC State for whatever reason. Um, so, you know, it should be. That should be a game NC State comes out with a win, but I think it could get interesting just because in-state rivalry on the road, tough to win on the road in the ACC if, if, if um, we've learned anything. Um, and then, you know, you look forward to you know, another road matchup with Virginia Tech and then home for senior day against UNC. Noah, when you're looking at the upcoming schedule for NC State, how are you feeling? Just, just what, what's the overall vibe for the Wolfpack moving forward? I think these next two games will show what this Wolfpack team's made of. They just won two games they weren't favored to win. They shouldn't, you know, you ask people a month ago, you're like, yeah, no, they're not beating Clemson. They're not beating Miami. Well, they won both of them. But now they're playing two games that they should win. Wake Forest, Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech obviously playing really well right now, so it's not as much. But Wake Forest, it, it, you know, I know you, you know, Virginia Tech did just get blown out, but they've been playing well the past, you know, three, four weeks of college football. Um, so it's kind of one of those things where NC State wins the games it's not supposed to win. And now let's see if it can win the games it's supposed to win. That that'll say a lot about this team. Um, you know, in college football, you're supposed to win the games you're supposed to win and and hopefully pull out the ones you're not supposed to, and it's just you know, every sport. But this is a team that's quite interesting. It, you know, probably should have won the Louisville game and it didn't. Um, but we'll see what happens um, at Wake Forest and then Virginia Tech and then obviously North Carolina to close out the year back at home. So I don't know. It'll be fun. It'll be interesting. We'll have a lot more about that on Thursday, but back on the road for two weeks here, Ethan. Yeah, and let's say they do go on the road. They handle business. They beat two of the worst teams in the ACC. Then they come back, and um, you're looking at an 8-3 and three record, a four-game winning streak, in a game against UNC at home, oh my gosh, that would be electric. That would be – Carter-Finley Stadium would be rocking for senior day. Um, so, hey, that's a lot to get excited about. Like Doran said, has said all year, he has maintained it from, like, Notre Dame, the Notre Dame loss to now. This team has a lot to play for. And, man, when you look at the, the, the upcoming schedule, they have a lot to play for. There is a lot – um, to get excited about this season. That elusive 10 win mark is still on the table if they run the table here. So, you know, six and three, great start. Um, well, great start to the second half of the season, we should say. Um, great recovery after that Duke loss. Um, should inspire some con- confidence in Wolfpack fans. And, you know, if the offense continues to take step forwards and the de- defense plays at it, this level, then it could be a really good team down the stretch of the year a really fun team to watch and a fun team to cover. Um, you know, grateful to be doing it alongside you, Noah. And um, thank you to everyone for watching today's episode. Um, that's all from us. We'll be back on Thursday to preview the matchup with Wake Forest. 
But um, between now and then, I mean, we're going to be writing a ton of analysis from this win. And we'll be, you know, talking about the matchup, talking about a very important official visitor who's on campus right now. So go um, check that all out. Um, basketball season also tips off, and we'll have full coverage of that this week. So, um, yeah, all on the Wolfpacker.com. Only $1 to subscribe to our premium content. So go check it out. And um, thank you all for watching, and have a good rest of your weekend.